This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Gen X pro tip. When the doctor tells you to leave the room so he can talk to your parent, you're fucked. Hi and welcome to Gen X This Is Why, the podcast where we re-examine the sometimes bizarre and often scarring media from our shared childhood. My name is Amy, and I'm a proud Gen Xer, born in 1977. And I'm her sister, Jenny, born in 1974. Jen, guess what? What? This episode is written by our buddy, Don Valak. <laughs> our shop teacher from sixth grade. <laughs> this guy, I don't know what to make of him, because this episode was actually decent. It was boring, I thought. It was boring, but it didn't have... He wasn't throwing everything at the, the <laughs> right. wall yeah. to see what stuck. Yeah. Like, it focused on a dramatic event. It was fine. Mary's annoying. I mean, any Mary-centric episode like is going to be... Yeah. But, like, it's a far cry from the God Sister. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Any announcements or anything? Um, I don't think so. Um, I have a recommendation. Ooh, I think ahead. I already recommended this a thousand times, but I'm rewatching it again, and I just have to talk about the brilliance of it again. Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek. Yep. So good. So good. It's just so good. It's so brilliant. It's so well acted. Yeah. I agree. It's on. It's now on Netflix, so it's re- it's really good. You know what's coming to Netflix? Hmm. Seinfeld. I know. I can't wait. I'm totally <laughs> gonna watch it again. I'm um, totally gonna watch it again. I have to tell you, we were on our way out to your house the other day, and I thought. Mom made a Seinfeld reference, and I almost drove the car off a cliff. Oh, okay. Because we're driving out there, and we're driving around your neighborhood, and Mom's, like, shell-shocked a little bit. Right. And she goes, well, at least she doesn't live across from the chicken place. And I thought it was, like, a Kenny Rogers no. Kenny Rogers oh. Roasters joke. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I used to live across the street from a chicken slaughterhouse. Right. It was yeah. not. Mom goes... What are you talking about? I'm like, okay. can't get it. All right. I was going to make a reference to dad. He posted something on Facebook, and I, I forget what it was, but it was a Seinfeld reference, and I'm like, he's not going to get it. I just, he's not. Yeah. I mean, I love that show so much. I'll watch all the seasons. It'll be interesting to binge watch that show. Yeah. Because you've never had the opportunity. No, I, we have. It was on something. It was on something weird. A while ago. I, I've definitely done the binge watching. All right. And also, Jen, um, 
thoughts go out to New Orleans and Louisiana dealing with this yeah. Hurricane Ida. By the time you guys hear this, the hurricane will be way past us, but the damage and the repairs and, and relief efforts will go on for months yeah. and months and months, I'm sure. Um, but we're experiencing the rain now, and I was just telling Jenny, we got six inches of rain here almost. It's crazy. Everybody has flooding. I think it's coming this way now. It's. I mean, it's been raining hard for hours, but it's not, not near six inches yet. It was point. raining really hard at six o'clock this morning. It is now seven o'clock at night. It's still raining. Wow. Did not stop once. No, ours started like maybe about 4.30 really hard. Yeah. Yep. Kind of crazy. All right, Jen. So let's get to our episode tonight, which is Little House on the Prairie, season five, episode 21, The Enchanted Cottage, which makes no sense for a title. Nope. The description reads, Mary begins to see a bright light every time she stands in front of a window. The possibility of regaining her vision is there, but she and Charles must pay a visit to Mary's eye specialist in Sleepy Eye, ironic, ironic, to get a definite answer. (laughs) While they are away, Laura and Albert start working on a surprise project for Mary, and the English family becomes concerned about Adam's recent strange behavior. Okay, I'm enraged. Because like rage corner? No, rage? no, no, not that enraged. Okay. But I'm enraged because Laura and Albert straight up ruined the Bachelor Shack. <laughs> they totally ruined it. Like it, it had. Looks... Go ahead. It looks like someone of a David Hockney painting. It had a Bachelor Shack feel to it, and that's what it needs to lure ride or die back into town. Yeah, it's nope. not happening. He's okay. not moving into that. Wait till he comes back. Holy shit, he's gonna be like. Yeah. Now I wonder if continuity wise they'll pick up there. Like, if that will still be pink? Yeah, like, when he comes back, will it still be pink? I don't know. Guess we'll see. I don't know. Okay, Jen. We open on the blind school, and I'm going to read verbatim what I've written here. We open on the blind school. Mary is teaching about the Louisiana Territory. Pause for index card? No, I didn't do it. Okay. I didn't do it. I thought about it. Okay. And then I wrote, oh, no, this is written by Don Ballack. Fuck. This is going to (laughs) suck. Mary is in the middle of her lesson when she stops, stunned by the window. She regains her composure, carries on with the lesson. Then she goes by the window again, stops, stunned. I'm this just reading so what I acted. I'm just reading what I think the script says. It's so badly acted. <laughs> Jen, Mary abruptly ends her lesson by saying, "Please remember as much as you can." Yeah, what was that? It reminded me of the Please Clap by Jeb, Jeb Bush. Oh, yeah. Please Clap. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Like, isn't the whole point of teaching for them to kind of remember it? Yeah, that's you don't need to literally say, what you're doing. You don't yeah. need to say, please remember as much as you can. Yeah. That's yep. literally the point of I teaching. I mean, I feel like most people are just generally remembering as much as they can. Yeah, fair. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, are you just walking around like, I'm just going to forget all this shit that's happening today? Oh, speaking of remembering great things, what'd you think of the sea shanties? I don't even know what you're talking about. I don't know what that is. Yes, you do. I sent it to you. We talked about it. The guy's hot. We agreed on this. I agree. Like, I know. Okay. So I understand the words coming out of your mouth and what that represents, Uh but I still don't know what it is about. (laughs) Okay. Why? I guess I don't know the why. Like, why? Why is a, a guy singing a sea shanty? Yeah. Because it's like an old whaling song, you know, when they were mercilessly murdering whales. 
So he just found that, decided to sing it, post it to TikTok, and make it a thing. Yeah, and it's okay. There's no deeper meaning. No, no, no. I'm here okay. for it. All right. Okay. I All can right. accept that. Okay. Cut to everyone, Jen. And I do mean every single person of the Ingalls family gathered around Doc Baker examining Mary at... <laughs> so now that we have Mary living in a different place, I'm going to call Charles and Carolyn's The Little House. Okay. So well, you just call it the Ingalls. That's what I call it. Well, because... Oh, she's not an Ingalls anymore. Well, and it's the blind school. They live at the blind school. Yeah. Anyway, he's examining Mary at the little house. And what does he say? <laughs> he admits his knowledge is very limited. My knowledge of this field is limited. Like, how many times has he had to say that? His, his knowledge of every medical field is limited. Jenny, I'm raising my hand. Okay. You have an entire blind school that has moved into your town. Maybe you should do some research. Maybe get a doctor. Too. Maybe you should do some research. Take a class. Get a doctor. Who knows? How, like, get yeah. an eye doctor. Do a little professional development, Doctor Baker. Yeah. Okay. Come on. Well, but I mean, I guess. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, would an eye doctor be the right thing? So he admits his knowledge is very limited in this field, but there are signs he says that Mary may be regaining her sight. Laura is immediately thrilled, and Mary tells Adam they won't have to live in that dump of a school anymore. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice how quick she turned on the whole blind yes. school? Yes. She's like, she, we could get out of here now. She is a Benedict Arnold. I called yep. it from the get-go. You did. They can, she's like, we can get our own house and get out of that shithole that you have me in with all those blind kids. Maybe she doesn't say that. Maybe she doesn't say that. But, but I don't understand, like, why... They can't live on their own? Like, they could live on their own in the blind school. I don't know. Maybe she didn't say that, Jen, but that's what Adam heard. Yeah, that's Do you agree with that? Yeah. Okay. Doc Baker's like, do not get ahead of yourself here. Everyone knows you can't listen to me. What are you talking about? So Doc tells Charles, take her to Dr. Burke in Mankato. So here we go with another visit from Dr. Burke. Is Dr. Burke the original doctor? Yeah. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. That actor must not have been available. Yeah, seriously. Which, why would they care about the continuity? If you just switched it, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. That was a different person. Okay, Jen, love story music again, and we cut to the blind school. Did you notice the blind school music is the love story thing? love story music. (laughs) We see Adam upset, and he's sitting in bed thinking, and Mary wakes up and asks him, what's wrong? And he lies. Oh, I was going to, oh my God, I was going to say the worst thing ever. Oh, no. I was going to say, can't she see the look on his face that he's lying? (laughs) Nope. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Can't she sense it in his voice? Mm, I don't know. That's that's tough. Mary tells Adam, look, I love you so much, dude. I just want to see your face. We'll be so much happier, happier than ever. We'll be the happiest. We'll be the happiest because one of us can see. Jim, what could possibly go wrong? Nothing, of Nothing. course. Nothing. Mm-hmm. It's a little house on the prairie. Nothing's going to go wrong. Nope. So now we have Charles and Mary, and they're on their way to Mankato, and Mary is so sure her vision's going to come back. She's like, what's the first thing I'm going to see? And I was triggered. Okay. Because I remember her with those goddamn glasses on the similar trip. Yes. Freaking out about yes. seeing the sky and the birds. Right, yeah. She's doing something real similar, guys. She's like, I can't wait to see the sky and the birds and the trees and the she snow. Was totally, she's totally planning her sight returning, which we don't think is going to happen. And uh, I have an index card. Oh, okay. 
Can a person regain their sight? According to a 2016 study from the University of Pisa in Italy, researchers found that an adult brain can actually learn to quote-unquote see again, many years after going totally blind. The team studied seven patients who have a hereditary condition that causes the cells in the retina of the eye to die off, resulting in vision loss and eventually total blindness. Each patient received a prosthetic implant that senses visual signals and sends them to the brain. So this kind of reminds me of like the the uh, the thing they do for deaf people, how they kind of the like bypass the ears. Yes, thank mm -hmm. you. They bypass mm -hmm. the ears, so it sends picks up the sound and sends the signals right to the brain. Side note: I dare anyone listening to watch a video of a baby with a cochlear implant hearing his mother's voice for the first time and and smiling and responding and not cry your face off. Okay. Okay. So it senses the visual signals and sends them to the brain. The researchers used functional MRI scans to look at the patient's brain function and perceptual responses before and after the implants. They discovered that the patients were able to recognize visual cues like flashes of lights. The more practice they had, the better they got at recognizing the cues. The research suggests the human brain has the ability to learn to see again. While a cure for blindness is a long way off, this offers hope. Oh, that's interesting. Now, what year was this done? 2016. Okay, so they have nothing like it at this time. Oh, God. They no. don't even know why no. she's blind. Well, They're just like, was she masturbating? We don't know. She's well, blind. I, well, I was digging around the internet um, just trying to find some information about this. And, like, most people, like, there's short-term blindness, but that's not what Mary has. Like, Mary right. has, like, permanent blindness. Jenny, so the where, chances of this coming back is, like, slim to none. Where do you imagine that old wives' tale, tale came from that if you masturbate too much, you go blind? The Catholic Church? Like, do you think that people honestly believed this? Of course some people. Think about what people believe. That's true. Of course they did. Someone did. Of course. That's true. Okay. Anyway, Mary's yammering on about a snow globe that her grandfather had. And Charles reminds her that she broke it to try to get the snow out of it. This scene was very oddly filmed. Did you notice, like, I don't know if they had to, like, edit it up or cut it up. Or, my like, eyes are glued sound. on Charles. It was really bad. I'm glued on Charles whenever he's on screen. Okay. At the blind school, Hester Sue is holding down the fort when Carolyn shows up. Carolyn chats with Adam, and Jen, he's cooking. Again, just cooking without <laughs> seeing. He did drop something on the floor. Thank God it wasn't a pot. Thank God, it, like, it hits Carolyn and falls on the floor. Like, thank God it wasn't a pot of, like, hot boiling water. Would we need Charles to go running over there and save her? But, of Adam, course, it's the only time he drops something. Like, he never drops anything. And never drops something. Of course. Adam kind of snaps at Carolyn. He's going into Hulk mode. He's going yep. into the, the David Banner mo yep. mode from yes, um, he is. Blind yes. Journey Part 1. He totally is. Yes, yes he is. He's, so, like, he's turning into Adam 1.0. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Carolyn's like, whatever. <laughs> in the drama barn, back in the drama barn, Laura and Albert are, I don't know, they're doing something outdoorsy. And Laura, yes. Can we discuss that they are just at the most awkward age in stage? Like, especially Laura. Like, Albert's getting there, too. He's a little younger. But, like, they're just in awkward stages. Laura... There are features of Laura where she looks 18. Yeah. And there are features of her where she looks 11. I know. It's, it's real weird. weird. Yeah. Like, I want her to go back to being little again. Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, so they're working, they're doing something, and Laura tells Albert she thinks Mary and Adam, like, she's she's bought into this. She's this team Mary's, Mary's getting her side back. Yeah. I don't know why. Why does she want, like, this behavior is odd to me that she would want something good to happen to her older sister. Can you explain that behavior to me? she's becoming an adult. Hmm, I mean, maybe. she just wants Mary to see because Mary's her leader. <laughs> okay. So she tells Albert that Mary and Adam should buy the old Edwards place. Now, is this Edwards bachelor shack? Because it is not the house he lived in with Grace. Is it? I think it's the bachelor shack. Oh, okay. You remember how nice his place with Grace was. Yeah. This is not that. It's the bachelor shack. So it's the old, old Edwards place. Oh, because Grace had that other place. Yes. Well, Julia Sanderson yeah, had that place. Right, right, right. They That's moved the into Sand- Julia Sanderson. I feel like they would call that the old Sanderson place. Right. This is not the old Sanderson place. Right. Correct. Okay. Laura says they could fix it up and surprise Mary when she gets home. And Albert's like, eh, shouldn't we wait to see what happens at the doctor's? Yeah. Albert's all over this. He's a realist. Yep. I like Albert more and more each episode. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Laura's like, nope, let's do it. And then she says, I'll tell Carrie to watch Grace. I, I told you What? That. What? God. I, I wouldn't even trust Carrie again. to watch herself. I wouldn't trust Carrie to watch a, a boiling pot. Oh, I definitely wouldn't trust her to watch a boiling <laughs> pot of water. Are you crazy? <laughs> but did you catch that they're looking at the ceiling and there's these big slots in the ceiling? Like, And Laura's like, we'll just get some paint to fix that up. Paint? No, paint? she says sod. We'll put sod on it, she says. They get to the Edwards place. Jen, it's real, real bad. It's real bad. (laughs) And I wrote, I guess you could just claim someone else's house. I guess so. I mean, we talk about this a lot, but okay, it's happening again. They're going to put sod on the roof, and they need paint also. So they go to the Olsons to try to get him to donate paint. Like, does Nels just run a fucking charity for these kids? Apparently he does, yeah. Like, just come over, kids, and tell me what you need, and I'll give it to you. Okay. So I wrote, this is a mess. Like, I don't know what's happening. Nels donates pink and purple paint that Harriet had been holding for someone with good taste. Pink and purple paint. Like, there's almost nothing you can paint with pink and purple paint. Like, and I maybe a nursery. I guarantee you it's lead-based paint. Oh, at this time, of course. 100%. Especially if it's pink. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, in Mankato, this is literally the entire line. In Mankato, Mary stares out the window like a weirdo. Okay. Okay. Now we she have... begs God to help her see <laughs> if we missed that part. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. Now we have Charles walking by a store, looking all hot, walking through town. And he sees a snow globe. He buys it for Mary. He impulse buys a snow globe. He really does. I mean, he's Didn't feeding into this. He's Didn't feeding into this. Paul brings it back to Mary and tells her Dr. Burke is out of town, so they have to see his associate, Dr. Fromm. They were able to get an appointment tomorrow, and I wrote, yeah, okay, that's the most unbelievable thing in this whole episode. Did you get a sense that this felt like they were on a date? Like, did Michael Landon, like, play this a little weird? It was, I get that vibe from them a lot. It's real weird. <laughs> okay. Paul gives Mary's, her... like, 16. Reminder. Yes. Paul gives the her actress. the snow globe, and then it gets weird between them. She's like, yeah. is it beautiful, Paul? Does it's it have snow weird, in it, Paul? Right? Is She's it sixteen. Paul? Like it was like This is so weird. Little foreplay. It was creepy. It was yeah. creepy. Yeah. 
Back at the Edwards Gen, Laura and Albert and a few plebs are painting this, the place. Plebs. It's plebs. Plebs. There's what some, was the dude on the wild There's horse? some rando riding a horse. What is what that? What was that about? What is that? I have no idea what that was about. That was super random. Guys, we're literally focused on the cabin, the bachelor shack. Just some rando in some the rando. yard. I don't know if it was a mistake on the set because you see Laura just kind of looking at it like, what is happening? And they're like, ah, just leave it in. Yeah. Laura acted her way around it. Yep. So I wrote, let's get this straight. Edward's bachelor shack is now bright pink. It is horrific. Albert, the voice of reason, says, this will not be good if Mary does not regain her sight. None of it's going to be good no. no matter what happens. Guys, I have pictures of this pink bachelor shack i will put it in the meme bees if you're not in if you're not in our facebook group get in there you get all these like exclusive photos oh yeah it's exclusive it's exclusive i feel like if i feel like albert kind of represents gen x on the set he's the (laughs) i don't trust this it's not happening i don't believe it it's not real someone's trying to take advantage of us Oh, I could yeah. see that. Right? He's the voice of Gen X on the set. I could see that because he is He's like, super cynical She's like, and we love it. Shut your sight back. I wouldn't trust that. Jen, he lived under the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Back in the doctor's office, Mary is being examined. And the doctor asks Mary to stay for another day because he needs to run some tests and do a, quote, comparative analysis. I feel like this eye exam like i feel like i had the eye exam like this is how long it was again too long like the entire mass at the end I didn't of the wedding need to see the whole eye exam i get it i uh-uh. get it uh-uh. so now they're on the street again mary is blabbering on i, I mean i just can you super stop talking annoying. super annoying just this stop talking annoying. jenny our next love boat we need to do the episode where she's on and stooping wants to bang her okay okay Oh, God. Again, this actress was maybe 17 then? Like, she's a teenager. Oh, okay. God. All right. Back in town, the Edwards place is bright pink. The whole town comes out to gawk at it. Miss Foster throws some shade at it. Matilda Uh, is her name? I guess. And she's like, this place is a dump. Okay. Oh, all I have is, oh, my Willy Wonka. Yeah. Yep. And it looks like the set of Pee-wee's Playhouse. Yes. Good call. Side note, I loved that show. I loved that show, too. Oh, God. All right. Laura gets a telegram from Pa saying that they need to stay over for some tests. And she and Albert obnoxiously run to tell Adam. They're, I mean. They're running at scoop speed. They are running at scoop speed. They barge in on a blind person in their bedroom. I would have fucking punch them because it wouldn't matter if you were blind at that point if someone blows in the room you're just like sitting and chilling in and studying you're gonna be pit like it's gonna be bad you could literally see adam like jump i know (laughs) i would be so mad but they were like scoop speed how did you feel about their energy at that moment i fucking hate their energy they read adam the telegraph jen a telegram is it a telegram it's a telegram and adam seems underjoyed yes yes so that night laura and carolyn are up chatting and laura tells carolyn about adam being all lame today and carolyn's like he probably doesn't want to get his hopes up too high 
But then Carolyn does the I know what to do look, and the next day we see her heading over to the blind school. But did you notice how Laura and Carolyn were trying to, like, they were trying to, like, rationalize doctoring? They're like, well, if he wants her to come back for more tests, then that must be a good thing, and that must mean that she, like, stop, guys. Stop. They, I, I have to make an admission to you, Mom and I act this way about everything. I bet. We analyze everything. Like, yes. you can't know what the doctor's thinking at that point. Either. I know. I there know. could be evidence either way. I know. Yeah. We're ridiculous. So, Carolyn heads over to the blind school to fix shit. Mm-hmm. And she finds Hester Sue there. And, and they're talking. And Hester Sue's like, I think there is something wrong with Adam. I don't know what it is. But, like, he's at the church. Really, Jen? Does no one know? How does no, no one know knows. this is wrong? This is so obvious. Like, I don't understand why they don't understand why he's upset. Now, I know Carolyn has a higher emotional IQ than this. EQ, yes. EQ, emotional yes. intelligence. Yes. Much higher than this. Does yep. she clear, Does she really not know? Like, of course he's going to be worried that Mary's not going to want to be with him if she's not blind. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Like, guys, even Jenny, with her cold, dark heart, I knew would I pick up this. on this. Yeah. This is yes. obvious as fuck. Obvious. Carolyn finds Adam. He's at the church. It's where we yep. go. It's where we go. He begins weeping. Well, he, Carolyn asks to pray with him, and then he starts sobbing. At least he didn't go Hulk mode. No, at least he didn't go Hulk mode. He confides in her that he's worried if Mary gets her vision back, she'll leave him. And he's ashamed for feeling this way. And Carolyn tells him being blind together isn't their only bond. Their bond is their love. And Carolyn says... You don't understand that for Mary, the greatest reward of being able to see again is that she can give more of herself to you. Sighted or blind, Mary would be lost without him. And I wrote, this is actually a good scene. Okay. Don Balak, you have this in you and you give us the god sister? I know. (laughs) What are you doing? Maybe he was on an acid trip when he wrote that. We discussed this in that episode. Clearly. Whoever wrote this was on drugs. Clearly. All right. Back in Mankato, the doctor's putting Mary through some more tests, including a test where the doctor is going to shine bright daylight right into her eyes. Jenny, I wrote, this must have been hard to film because she couldn't blink. And he, guys, it is a bright light. He's flinging in her eyes there. Yep. So he's shining the light. Can he see it? Can he see it? Yes. Well, do you, yes. you understand what he's testing? Yes, I totally understand what he's testing. Because okay. the, the retracted light that he's showing her doesn't have warmth. Right, because we think that the warmth... And it's not that Mary's faking it. It's that her brain is Signaling. reacting to it and tricking her into thinking mm-hmm. she's seeing it. Yeah. So he removes the light, but he doesn't tell her that. And he's mm-hmm. like, can you still see it? And she's like, yes. So then, dun, 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 and Charles has the face just melts. The face melts. Wait, is that the Godfather? Oops, that's, that's the Godfather. The Godfather. <laughs> Love story, guys. Maybe the Godfather's playing. I don't know. Love story. Love story comes on, and we see Charles' face, and his face just like, drops. No, I feel like the Godfather theme might be right because, like, it's that like deep disappointment, like, that really deep tragic disappointment in Charles' face, and we get yes. that a lot, in, like the Corleone. Yes. Yes. All right, so as we talked about in the scenes, Four Eyes and the other one, I forget, oh, I'll be waving as you say goodbye or whatever, where she goes blind. Um, as we've talked about in those episodes, Gen X pro tip when the doctor tells you to leave the room so he could talk to your parent, 
You're fine. It ain't good. That's not good. <laughs> no. Not good. No. So he's like, and don't forget, she's an adult at this point. She's married. If it was good news, they would have just said it in front of yes. you. Yes. But he kicks her out of the room and like little like a little dodo bird, she just goes out there and sits there and just wanders around like da da da. Alright. So the doctor tells Charles that Mary's experiencing a rare phenomenon, but he never names what it is. Right, because I don't know what's going He says she can experience these flashes at any time and what she's responding to because he said her, she's reacting to the suggestion of yep. light and the suggestion is coming from the heat but with right. the reflected light that he was throwing at her eyes yeah. no heat yeah the doc asked charles if he wants to tell her and of course pa throw another burden on my shoulders <laughs> i'm gonna tell her well i think that the doctor doesn't want to tell her he's <laughs> just basically like do you want to tell her jenny i have a question for you how many shitty things does charles have to do Carolyn never has to break the bad news. Okay, fine. Tell me bad news that Carolyn broke. Um, that the baby was dead? That Charles Jr. was dead? No, didn't Charles do that? No, I don't think so. Yes, they were in the hotel, or at the, yes, they were in a hospital in Mankato. And Charles came in the room and told her. I'm sure they And they embraced by the window and it was really hot. All right. All right. So, this is like, I remember every really hot Charles scene, just like I remember, and I told you this this weekend when I saw you in New York, I remember a place by a dessert. Jenny was told Charles that his mother died. No, she didn't. She she gave him the letter, and the letter was said it. Okay. Okay. Letters don't talk. Jenny took me to a restaurant this, this weekend, guys, and she was like, oh, you came here with me before, and I'm like, oh, right, they had the almond cake. I remember a dessert. It never leaves me, especially cake. All right, so Carolyn, or no. All right, so Pa calls Mary in. You would think that she would know immediately, but she does not. She makes him say the words. In fact, sometimes I get ahead of myself when I'm taking these notes, and I'll write it out before it <laughs> happens because I know so well what's going to happen. All right. So I actually wrote, Pa calls Mary in, and she knows immediately, but that's not what happened. That's not what happened. She could not read the room. Oh, well, she oh wait. can't see the room. Oh, fuck. Oh, wait. But she has to know by the sound of his voice because he's al- his voice is almost breaking. I need to apologize to all of <laughs> to our blind listeners. Because the, the, his voice almost cracks, he's hopes that. Yes. You're right. And you would that- think, okay, so I don't know. I don't know what it's like to be blind. But I, think I would you, think I you think could it sense it. Yeah. Yep. Like oh you'd know, God. you'd pick up more cues in the voice. The blind association think. is coming for me. I know. Okay. okay. All right. So Mary screams. She starts freaking out when he tells her. Mary 1.0 is back. Mary 1.0 is back. And this this is because she has re-traumatized herself. Yes. Because she got her hopes up about something that's basically impossible. Yes. So she starts screaming, I could see the light, I could see the light, I could see the light, and clinging to a window. Yep. Okay. I thought she was going to jump out the window. Yeah, that would have been something. That would have been something. (laughs) I wonder what it was like to watch this when it was on and not in syndication. Like, where you didn't know if Mary was going to regain her sight. Or you didn't know if she would jump out a window. She could. it It was probably much more exciting. Yeah. Yep. So now someone shows up at Carolyn's with the telegram, and I wrote, oh, it's Alice. Okay. It's 
Alice. Who Alice has a scoop speed? Who has apparently read it already? But like she had to take it, so well, of she course had to take she would. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Carolyn starts to cry, and then she pulls out Mary's old glasses. Oh, Alice, I thought you were going to get triggered. I'm all right. Alice runs to her and hugs her. Just then, Laura and Albert walk in, and they know how to read a room, and yeah, they know they, immediately. They know. Well, they can also see. I know. And you could see Carolyn crying. So I that's know. That's a pretty good indicator. I know. Laura, of course, runs away. Of course she does. Jenny, who does this? Laura. Like, who does this in today's world? No one. Mimi's, let us know if you tell your kids something bad or something bad happens. They didn't get the part or they didn't get the job or, you know, whatever. And your kid literally runs out the front door and runs away. I don't know. Like, maybe this happens. Or maybe they run to their room. That's true. My kids go to their room yeah, all the time. Yeah, your kids do that, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah. But that's happy, sad, anything. Mm-hmm. They're just in those rooms. All right. For some reason, Paul and Mary are now in the woods hitching up the team. I don't know how this happened. Now we're camping. Well, and he when he's looking down the hill at her, she had this whole, like, Blair Witch look to her. Like, what was, <laughs> no, what was it that looked, about? It looked like the, what was that? Witch? The Witch. movie of Black Phillips? That's the one I was trying to think of. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's yep. what I was thinking of. Yep. Mary's upset because she's feeling bad that Adam will be disappointed. And Paul calls her out and he says, you start being honest with yourself. You're feeling sorry for yourself. Stop lying. And he does what I call, he yell comforts her. I thought this was good. Like, he's just like, you're an adult now. Like, grow up. Like, you wanted this for yourself. Like, just say it. I thought it was an honest I was like, wow. I thought it was... It was a 10 when really a 6 or 7 was needed. I just wrote, fi- finally, Paw defeats the end boss, Mary 1.0. <laughs> and hopefully that, that Mary is defeated forever. I think, in Amy's rewrite corner, Paw could have said something like, Mary, why don't you just be honest with yourself? And it's okay to admit that. It's okay to admit that you wanted this for yourself. I wanted it right. for you as my child. Yep. What was wrong with that? Why the yelling? Why the yelling? I don't know. Because <sighs> there had to be a dramatic scene somewhere. I guess so. So they're hugging. Okay. It's over. Whatever. Um. Oh, I wrote, they cry hug. They do the mm-hmm. sobbing hug. Yep. Paul and Mary arrive at the blind school. And everyone's there to meet them. How do they know the timing of when they're going to get there? I don't know. Uh-huh. I really don't. Maybe someone in town saw them and came running out. I don't know. I have another question for you, Jen. Hmm. Does Adam only have one suit? Oh, maybe. I mean, Nels does. Well, it seems to only have, like, one suit. Yeah. Adam only has one suit, guys. All right. Everyone's there, Jen, except for Laura. Yes. Because she ran away. Yep. So Mary says, you know, everybody's like, oh, my God, Mary. She's like, look, I'm all right. I'm no worse off than I was before. Like, my life sucks again, and I'm okay with that. I'm living in this shithole with everybody. I'm good. Yep. So Mary asks where Laura is because she brought her something. <laughs> living in the shithole with everybody. <laughs> and Albert <laughs> takes her to the pink bachelor pad. And Mary finds Laura, and Laura starts crying. They hug, and Mary yell comforts her. Do not feel sorry for yourself. What she is with the yelling? Pa. She totally riffed on Pa for this. She riffed on Pa. Again, I'm not trying to be insensitive here. She can't read the room. So, okay, she's just reacting. 
She's like, I'm blind and I always will be. And Mary tells Laura before she was... Now, this was a good scene. Because Laura's like, I just wanted all these things for you. I wanted you to have this great life. And Mary's like, all the things I wanted before I went blind, I have. Yeah. Yep. Jenny, this is something that you've brought up in the past. You know, when you were talking about Mary could live a perfectly normal life as a blind person. I mean, there will be things she can't do, like read a room. But... She didn't want to be a sharpshooter. She wanted to be a teacher. Right. But she can teach. She can have a family. We saw she yeah. can cook. She can live in a house. You know, all those things. All right. So I just then... have, this would have been a great scene if they weren't inside a box of nerds. <laughs> <laughs> Mary then gives Laura the snow globe. Oh, God. Jenny, what are your thoughts on snow globes? Um, I hate them. I know you okay. collect them. So no, I don't. No. Okay. Yeah, they're in your house. I do have some in the house that I had for the kids when they were little, but no, don't collect them. All right. So Mary asks why the Edwards house is painted. She's like, I could smell the paint. I bet. And Laura lies and says it's her and Albert's new clubhouse. And she says pink and purple. Mary's like, I'm glad I'm blind. (laughs) Yes. Yes, she does. I thought that was good. Okay. So the Mary in this scene, why can't we have this Mary all the time? This is Mary 2.0. Hopefully... The old Mary's defeated, and this is the new Mary. You're right. Pa beat the end boss. He did. He did. He totally beat the end boss. If anybody was going to beat the end boss, yeah, it was Pa. And when you think about it, Carolyn was taken down Adam 1.0. Carolyn went up against the Mary end boss a couple times and didn't and didn't yeah. win. She couldn't do it, but she did take down Adam 1.0. Yeah. 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 All right, Jen. So whose fault is this episode? This is Mary's fault. Go ahead. Because she just allowed, she just, she started that whole energy of just running with it. Like, just like, I'm going to see, and I can't wait to see this. And like, she just kind of started that whole frenzy. I feel like Laura picked up on that energy. Well, I think, you know, if we're going to look. picked up on that energy. So I have this as Dr. Burke's fault. Maybe. Because the dude got Mary's hopes up so many times in the past. Like when he told her she didn't need glasses. She wasn't right. going blind. And then it turned out she was. That she's lulled into a false sense of optimism now. But, she should, but she's an adult now and should know better. But I also think it's Doc Baker's fault. For not knowing anything about anything? I mean, we should just get a t-shirt that yeah. says it's Doc Baker's fault. It is. It is or, or the t-shirt could say whose fault is this and just have his picture under it. <laughs> it's um, that no one will know what it means so that's it's fine. his fault because he should have been like i don't think you are regaining your sight yeah yep. but i'm gonna send you to mankato to find out what's of, going on or he should have said the chances of that happening are practically zero yes yeah but dude doesn't know anything because he right. does know professional development right even though he has an entire blind school of blind children in his okay. charge okay yeah he could have, like, just, I mean, I think just being a knowledgeable person, like, the chance, you would think the chances of that would be slim, no matter what, right? Like, regaining hearing, regaining sight. I don't like, know. Slim, especially I at don't that know. time. I don't know. So, he should assume it can't happen, and then worst case scenario, she magically gets her sight back. <laughs> it's better than the opposite, right? I'm, I'm thinking of the episode where Doc Baker literally just touches Mr. Edwards' rib Okay. And says right. he'll he'll either live or die. <laughs> How 
can we expect more from this man? You should have just touched her eyes. We're like, you're either going to see or you're not. <laughs> you you are either going to be totally blind for the rest of your life. Yeah. Or you'll see. Yep. Either can happen. Let me just sit in this chair, play the love story music, and we'll wait and see what happens. Yeah. All right, Jen. So um, at the end of every episode, Jenny and I look back on a theme or some kind of lesson that we got from the original airing or something we picked up on the rewatch. We like to think about how it manifested itself in our generation or in our lives personally. We call it our why it's designed to finish the sentence. Gen X, this is why. Jenny, what is your why for this episode? This is why we can never count on anything until it's guaranteed. The prime example is our discussion about, like, we just don't trust it until there's a 100% guarantee or until we, like, see the receipt, right? Like, we don't trust it. Remember our discussion the other day on Young Guns about the blank bullets? Like, I don't even trust that the box I bought is labeled correctly. (laughs) Yes. Yep. I have something very similar. This is why we can never have anything nice. Yeah. We just, we just can't trust anything. We can't be optimistic. Nope. Because it always goes sideways. We're like the anxiety generation. I mean. Yeah, we really are like the anxiety generation. But I have to say, like. Because worry is a piece, as a part of anxiety. Yeah. Okay. So when I was crying myself to sleep every single night and you used to make fun of me, would you say I was manifesting my anxiety? No. You were just being a big baby. Jenny! I hate you. <laughs> oh, you were a completely anxious kid. We just didn't deal with it then or know about it or care. Like, but I, it's weird because I feel like I grew out of that. You would have, like, a thousand therapists now and, like, medication, like, if you were a kid now and that yeah. was going on, they'd yeah. be like, what's happening with her? Yeah. And I but think, we didn't, too... We didn't deal with that then. Like, my kids are always really quick to be like, I have anxiety. Like, they just jump to it real quick because it's mm-hmm. just in their lexicon and yeah. I'm all about them being more aware of mental health. I think that's huge and it's important. Yeah, I think that's good. But I also, you know, I do have those conversations with them where I'm like, guys... A certain amount of anxiety is okay. Yeah, it's normal. It's yep. okay. Like, you yep. can have that. There's things I get anxious There's about. There's stress. You can have stress. Stress mm-hmm. is normal. Like, it's when it's everything's, like, at a fever pitch. That, that's a problem. Right. Like, I'm back to teaching, and, you know, I'm in a real small classroom with 35 students. I'm nervous wreck. I'm yeah, a little anxious. That. But, like, that's a normal response to that right. situation. Yeah. We're mm-hmm. in a pandemic. I'm around 35 people. But I'm telling myself, I'm vaccinated, they're vaccinated, everybody's yep. wearing a mask. Yep. You know. So you try to find a way to not, what's the word I'm thinking of? Not relegate it, but to yeah. balance it. Yeah. Yep. All right, Jenny. So why don't you tell everyone what we have coming up next? So the next episode is Someone Please Love Me. It's season five, episode 22. I'm enraged already. Okay. Okay. The description reads, while out of town for some business, on the purchases of new horses for his farm. That's what it says. That's a terrible sentence. Charles spends increasing amounts of time with the Harpers. The family patriarch is an emotionally unstable man who uses alcohol to cope with the death of his oldest son. His wife and remaining two children find solace in Charles' kind friendship, and he soon feels obligated to help them heal somehow. These women 
constantly throwing themselves at Charles. All right. I mean, Jenny, when you think about it, though, if you were at the helm of a show, you had complete control, wouldn't you just write shit like this about yourself all the time? Like, not necessarily this, but, like, I'd be writing, like, that I was winning all sorts of awards and I was awesome. Okay. All right. Great. Uh, Michael Landon drunk with power. Yep. Yep. But I better not have him smeared like he was in Be My Lady or whatever. For My Lady. For My Lady. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't want any of that crap. All right, Jen. So, anything else? Nope. We have Love Boat coming up. Young Guns 2? Um, young, young Guns 2 already dropped. Hope you guys liked it. And then Love Boat, I think it's season one, episode 13. Pretty good one. I think you guys will like that one. Jenny, do you want me to start signing off every episode going, I'll make you famous? No. No? No. All right. All right, guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. If you'd like to support Gen X This Is Why, please consider joining our Patreon service. For $5 a month, you can help us pay for new equipment, promotion, and hosting fees. For your donation, you'll have access to our entire back catalog of Patreon episodes, including Mystic Pizza, Jaws 3D, Teen Wolf, and Dead Poet Society. We also published six after-school specials, including Stoned with Scott Baio. Currently, we are re-watching The Love Boat. If you can help, please consider subscribing. The link is in the show notes and on our website, genxthisiswhy.com. If money is tight, hey, we get it. But if you love us anyway, please just help spread the word. We appreciate that just as much. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.